Hello and welcome to Counterthought, a podcast dedicated to my counterthoughts about mainstream media, politics, and culture, and the impact on our nation. I am your host, Brian Fletter. You can follow this podcast on its Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast, on Instagram at counter underscore thought, and on Twitter at counter underscore podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Counterthought, Equity versus Equality. I appreciate you hanging with me. It's been about a week and a half since I churned out my last episode. Try to stay on that uh, weekly time frame somewhere between Wednesday and a Friday release, but life got busy, full-time job, so this one got delayed just a little bit, but appreciate you joining me for this episode. I'm excited about it. It's a little more of a topical discussion. The debate, I guess you can call it, between equity versus equality, so less of a news topic. So for this one, we're going to discuss equity versus equality. Have you heard the equity versus equality debate, the argument, which is right, which is wrong, are either right, are either wrong, should both be attained, or should only one, if both, which one first? Is it better to attain equity first to then achieve equality, or do you have to achieve equality to then achieve equity? Well, this debate is pretty huge. It's kind of going to determine how exactly we're going to structure our society, at least with the Democrat Party. This is a huge debate, equity versus equality. They're on the side of equity, that that is most important and that that will lead to the most successful outcomes for America as a whole. And ultimately, if they expand it beyond America, you know, the world. But both concepts, equity and equality, are based unfairness. But what is considered fair? And to whom is fairness applied? Equality is the access to and distribution of a set of resources evenly across individuals of a population, regardless of need or any other individual difference. Equality is like giving everyone a box of the same height. Equity is access to or distribution of resources according to need and is commonly summarized as equal outcomes. Now, if you haven't heard of equity and equality, then maybe you've heard of equal outcomes. If you've heard of equal outcomes, that's equity. But did you pick up on the difference between those two definitions? There's a very nuanced difference between the two definitions, and I think it's very important to the entire premise of the equity versus equality debate. Again, Equality is access to and distribution of a set of resources evenly across individuals of a population, regardless of need or any individual difference. So everyone gets the same thing. Equity is access to or distribution of resources according to need. Equity, as I said, you give everyone a box of the height that they need instead of just giving everyone a box of the same height. But the nuance is need. The difference between equity and equality is need. And I think that's an extremely important differentiation between the definitions. Because one, how are we defining need? And two, who's defining it? Who's in control? In America, for the most part, I would say it is the government that defines need. Local, state, and federal. I mean, it is the government that makes the laws, makes the rules. For we the people. Now, a popular example of equity versus equality 
is the fence example. So in the fence example, there are two pictures side by side. Each picture has three children, three kids, standing in front of a fence on the near side of the fence. On the far side of the fence is a baseball game. The three kids are trying to watch the baseball game. However, only one of the three kids is tall enough to see over the fence without any assistance. The other two children need something to stand on or for the fence to either be removed or shortened to be able to see the baseball game. In the image labeled equality, each kid is standing on the same sized box. The tallest kid is now head and shoulders above the fence. The second tallest kid is, has their head above the fence. And the shortest kid's head now comes up to the top of the fence, but cannot see over the fence. In the second image in the side-by-side, -side, it's equity. And equity has the shortest kid standing on two boxes. The next shortest kid standing on one box. And the tallest kid that can already see over the fence isn't standing on a box. But with equity, or in this depiction, all three kids are now the same height, able to look over the fence and watch the baseball game. Now for equality, which again was every kid got the same sized box, not everyone could see over the fence. For equity, the kids got different sized boxes, and in this case, since the one child could already see over the fence without a box, one child did not get a box. Now, does the equality demonstration mean that if you start below the line of success, the top of the fence, that you will never become successful? No. But the fence example makes it seem that way, doesn't it? I wonder if that's by design because there are success stories of people starting in poverty, starting in low middle class, starting as a single parent or a child of a single parent, or any number of different scenarios that gain immense levels of success. You yourself, you may be one of those kinds of success stories. Alternatively, you can argue that the equality fence demonstration shows how equal resources can be wasteful. Such as, why does the kid that can see over the fence without help need to be elevated even more? Especially when the shortest child is still unable to see over the fence. A recent and perfect example are the stimulus checks in 2020 and 2021, which were given out based on income and number of children and not based on your employment status or your income level during the pandemic. My family, husband, wife, two kids, we got checks, but we were both fortunate, my wife and I, to keep our jobs and our income didn't decrease. And our children were still able to go to daycare because we live in Florida. Thank you, Ron DeSantis, at no additional expense because of COVID. But we still got the checks, but I could say that we didn't need them, so that would be considered wasteful, right? And this leads us to the equity fence demonstration. In the equity demonstration, the three kids end up being the same height watching the baseball game because they were given the height of box that they needed. However, only two of the three kids had a need and they were given assistance. Now your takeaway may be that equity is best because everyone wins. Everyone can see the game, right? That was the goal. Everyone can see the baseball game. Alternatively, in the equity demonstration, why only give the minimal amount of assistance needed? 
Why stop at just what is needed to see over the fence? Why not give the kids more? Why not give the shortest kid three boxes instead of two? Why not give the middle height child two boxes instead of one? And why not give the tallest kid who can already see over the fence, why doesn't that kid get a box? Why is there a limitation on what is needed? So with equity, would we be limiting ourselves to the level of the least privileged or to the least amount needed to have an equal outcome? And the quantification of need, what is it? How do we define and quantitatively need? If you have two people who need something, do both get the exact need they need? Or do you have to set an amount? I mean, we're just talking about concepts here, equity versus equality, but whenever you get into actual application with the American people, you have to have dollars tied to these things, resources tied to these things. So how are we going to define the amount of need? People have different definitions. So who determines what success is, right? If we want equal outcomes, we're going to want the equal outcome to be an outcome of success. So who defines success? And as I mentioned earlier, it is the government that sets the rules in most cases, but do we really want the government to control so much? I'm sure we can all think of an example where the government squandered whatever role they had in influencing or trying to improve our way of life. Perfect example is today with the labor shortage of 10 million jobs. We have 10 million jobs available even though the unemployment rate is going down because more and more individuals are leaving the labor force. And when you aren't in the labor force, your number is not counted in the unemployment rate. So that number might go down, but that's why we still have 10 million jobs available. People don't want the jobs. You see the participation rate decreasing because the government is giving enough money to fill the income gaps of those during the pandemic that lost their jobs. I know in the state of Florida that has ended, I think that ended as of August, Sometime in August, the state of Florida stopped paying unemployment, unemployment that was paid based on the pandemic. And we know that there are certain types of people that choose not to work because the unemployment, i.e. the government, is paying better than their old job. But has that been the goal? Has that been the goal to get millions of people addicted to the money, the quote, free money? It's not free. But the money coming from the government for long enough that people don't want the money to be taken away and then we're left with. Universal basic income, UBI, has that been the goal all along? Is that the goal of equity? Is it government reliance disguised as equal outcome for everyone? In preparation for this episode, I read this article on health.com. And in this article in health.com, a woman by the name of Regina Davis Moss, who's a PhD, Dr. Regina Davis Moss, had a master's in public health is the American Public Health Association's Associate Executive Director. And she said that equality assumes that everybody is the same and everybody needs the same thing. But some people need more because they started with less. And if everyone gets an equal shot or piece of something, say a company issuing every employee a tablet to use for work at home, some people still don't have what they need, like reliable home Wi-Fi to use the device and they won't be able to thrive. goes on to say, because equality leaves room for different outcomes. She says equality shouldn't be the goal. Davis Moss goes on to say in that article, 
Quote, I think what's driving the focus on equity is this now long-standing realization that there are such differences in certain social outcomes that require different means of address, or that the different populations need different things. The article says that the equitable approach to the tablet example is to make sure everyone has reliable Wi-Fi access. And also quoted in this article is Alfred Young. He is a professor of sociology and Afro-American studies at the University of Michigan. Dr. Young says equality can't be achieved without first achieving equity. And in this article, Davis Moss also says, quote, in some places, yes, absolutely. You should be trying to think about equality. But when we're talking about really trying to help people have better lives and rectify unfairness, then that's just not going to be enough if you give everyone the same thing, if you give everyone the same height box. According to Davis Moss, the ultimate goal means that no part of a person's identity, such as race, gender, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, and religion, should get in the way of their ability to thrive. And in the terms of process, being equitable means recognizing, taking accountability for, and changing the systemic and structural barriers that get in the way of people being able to thrive. There's that change again. So now, I thought treating everyone the same is the definition of equality. But here she's trying to disguise it as a part of equity. So did you notice how Davis Moss spoke in that article? When defining the ultimate goal, she listed identities of people, which tells me that the goal of equity is equal outcome. We already have the Civil Rights Act, 1964, but it's about fair treatment. That's what she said. Fair treatment for those individuals. Or all of those individuals, because again, it said race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, and a couple others. They say it's about fair treatment, but the primary goal is equal outcomes. Equal outcomes. Think about that for a second. How do you guarantee an equal outcome? The determination of need and how to meet the need is an open door to limitations for the privileged and handouts to the underprivileged. In the example about the tablets from that health.com article, I mean, I'm in favor of everyone having internet access, access, not necessarily connectivity, because I consider, like, in this case, internet access to be part of our national infrastructure. Infrastructure bill has been big in the news for the past couple of months, you know, and what's defined as infrastructure. You know, the Democrat Party, the progressives in that party define infrastructure as a lot more than the Republicans and the conservatives in the Republican Party. But I, def- I include internet access and infrastructure. I mean, that's how the world communicates nowadays is through the internet. So let's make sure America is equipped. However, I'm not in favor of the American taxpayer paying for someone's internet connection. So I, I'm saying there's a difference between internet access, like, hey, I can go down the street to my library and there's internet access. Hey, there are line cable lines internet cables and everything buried within my neighborhood or under the streets and the dirt, you know, going from house to house so everyone can connect to the internet. That's fine. I think we should have that access. But I don't think we need to say that the American taxpayer has to pay for the connection. Like, hey, you get free internet, quote unquote, free from the American taxpayer. If access is everywhere, just go find a place that offers it for free 
or go find a way, like through your job in that example, to pay for your connection to the access. And when it comes to education, I'm in favor of better starts for children that need it, which to me means school choice and charter schools. And if you pay attention in this equality versus equity debate, it is the Democrat Party that pushes for equity. But isn't it interesting how the Democrat Party that promotes equity the most is against school choice? That's because of their loyalty to the teachers' unions. If kids leave bad schools and bad neighborhoods because of the property taxes and not enough money to go to these schools for the proper resources for these children, then there would be no students or at least less students to teach, which would mean job losses for the union. So the kids remain in the poor performing schools, remain in the poor performing neighborhoods. They get a poor education, which sets the kids up for failure in the real world job market. And it's a cycle that doesn't end. The United States spends more money on K-12 education than any other developed country in the world, which is fifth most as a percentage of GDP. Again, we spend the fifth most amount of money on education as a percentage of our country's GDP. But that hasn't resulted in the highest scoring children in the world. We currently rank 27th. Fifth most based on GDP, rank 27th. We should at least be ranked five. So if education is going to be an area of equity, our country, our country needs serious improvements. Some people say that you need to tear down the whole current system and start over. Some say you just need to add in school choice and charter schools. Some say that, you know, trying to pass laws of giving each family or, you know, each child, the guardians of, those, of each child, their money that is going towards these school systems and just giving it as like a voucher, so to speak, to then redeem or use at other local schools, better graded schools. But I don't, I don't know what the solution is. Maybe it'll be one of my future podcast topics, but whatever we're currently doing needs to be improved. It needs to be either ripped down and start over or some major patch jobs because we're taught that knowledge is power. And our K-12 education system is letting too many children down which means you start adulthood significantly behind others in America and in the world. On average, our education is 27th in the world. And what does that mean in the future for our country? Not just in terms of of money and, and profitability and prosperity, but in the terms of our national security. Other countries, allies or worst case adversaries, are going to be smarter and smarter and smarter. And if we remain stagnant or get worse, we're going to get jumped, continue to get jumped. And that could one day result in a strike against us because we're unprepared, because we're not at the same intellectual level as these other countries. Or there's a huge trickle-down effect based on our country's education. So I'm for better starts for children, that K-12, through because knowledge is power. But to me... Once you reach adulthood, I believe that it's your responsibility to create the life that you want. As an adult, you can get a job that pays a living wage. You can make changes to your life to improve your opportunities. Make good choices. Good choices have good consequences. Bad choices have bad consequences. And as I said earlier, we are already witnessing what happens when people get addicted to checks given to us by the federal government. Millions of people, 10 million open jobs, millions of people just aren't going back to work. 
And the Democrat Party would rather give low-income families money to try to improve their lives. But we know that if poverty was a money problem, welfare would be temporary and not a lifetime. Poor money habits are difficult to stop, so the money is wasted, and these lives are not improved. So when you decide to hang it up and no longer try to improve your life, you are considered a sluggard. You're lazy. And that's what worries me about equity. It is the side effect of laziness because so much will be handed to you without effort from you. And did you know that there are 14 scriptures in the Bible about laziness or being a sluggard? I picked out two of them. First one is Proverbs 13.4, which in the NIV translation says, A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. And Proverbs 19.24 says, quote, A sluggard buries his hand in the dish, but he will not even bring it back to his mouth. And as I said earlier, equity is equal outcomes, but outcomes are something the government cannot control. Not even siblings growing up in the same house have equal outcomes. I have two siblings, older sister, younger brother. My older sister is a registered nurse. My younger brother, physician assistant. Myself, I'm a proposal manager for a Fortune 10 company. None of those are the same. And one could argue, if you did one of those, which one does not belong, it would be me, right? The middle child. I'm the only one not in a healthcare field that is patient-facing. But me and my two siblings, three children, same house, didn't have same outcomes. So how's the government going to control outcomes? We're a product of our environment and the decisions that we make. We're individuals, and I believe that equity is not attainable unless our ability to be an individual is taken away. Equity, to me, is attainable if the limits or a ceiling is placed on all of us. It's lifting the bottom up while keeping the top from advancing. Equality is equal treatment and requires us as individuals to make the most of what we're given by creating opportunities for success and for ourselves. So don't be fooled by equity. Everyone having what they need sounds great, but the goal and process of equitable fairness means limitations will be put on your success. And what is fair about that? All right, that's it for this episode. Remember to subscribe and engage with me on Instagram at counter underscore thought, on Twitter at counter underscore podcast, and on the Counterthought podcast page on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Counterthought.